for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. I want to welcome you to Living Life. One of the joys that I have working with Robin's Nest Ministries is working with pastors at retreats. And one thing we do at the retreats is we have a time of what we call stop, look, listen. It's a time of solitude and just inviting pastors to do whatever they need to do to stay connected with the Lord. And one thing that I offer for them at times is to take a guilt-free nap. And there's this one pastor I know that he loves coming to our retreat in January because he works so hard throughout the year. And he says that when he comes to the retreat, he knows that I'm gonna give him permission to have a guilt-free nap. He needs that rest. And that rest is not what the Bible talks about like being idle or being a sluggard. And I say this because in our text today, Paul is going to warn people about being idle and being busybodies, being lazy, and just being a bother or nosy or disruptive to the work of Jesus Christ there in the church. And so he's telling them, don't be idle. And I like the way that the book of Proverbs talks about this idea of idleness using the word sluggard. Just the idea that like someone could be hinged to a bed and they just turn over on one side and they're lazy and then they just turn over to the next side and they're like hinged to their bed. Well, that's light years away from what this pastor does when he takes his guilt-free nap because he works hard. He has a good work ethic. Well, I just want to encourage you now, as the scriptures are read, to have ears to hear what God has to say about this important topic. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 through 18. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive, they are not busy, they are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. 
take special note of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed. Yet do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. This is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Well, Paul ends this second letter to the Thessalonians with this call for a good work ethic. He's really warning the people about being idle, about being sluggards or busybodies. And it's interesting how many times he mentions this idea of being idle. So I just want to read to you some of those verses, like the very first verse that was in our text, verse 6. He says, Keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive. And then he uses himself as an example of one who is a good example, that he wasn't idle. He says in the next verse, We were not idle when we were with you. You see, he worked for his food. He was a hard worker. He knew how to have a good work ethic. And then also in verse 11, the Apostle Paul says, We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busybodies. Yeah, they were a burden. They were a bother to the people. I think of them as like being thankless and lazy. And so what does he say to them? Well, we see in verse 13, he says, or actually in verse 12, he says, Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. So yeah, why, why were they lazy? Or why are people lazy? And I think one reason might be is that people might exploit Christian generosity. I mean, the people there in that church were living out their faith and they were being generous. And so people just would take advantage of it. Well, we certainly can see that even today. And there's the need for personal responsibility and working for our food. But there also might be something else going on because in that Greek culture, being a worker was like at the bottom of the ladder of success. And so they wouldn't want to be in that position. They wanted to have uh, seniority and not have to work hard. But I think there might be one more thing going on because the Apostle Paul, just in the last chapter, talked about the second coming of Christ. And I wonder if people in that church might have chosen just to be lazy and thought, well, hey, if, if, the, if Jesus is coming back, then why do I need to work? Well, remember, we need to prepare for a long obedience because we don't know when the Lord will return. And so we want to have a good work ethic. And then the Apostle Paul says in verse 13, these wonderful words that I think we can 
hold on to as we live our life, he says this, as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Isn't that the truth, that we should just never tire of doing good? And one of the good that we do is work. I'm talking about work that we do outside the house for a career, a profession, and also work in the house. And so our work is good and we need to never grow tired of doing that good. But of course, the good that we do also is being obedient to the Lord and to following his will and living as he intends. And I know that this is a long journey and I just want to encourage you, those that have been in the faith for a long time, never grow tired of doing good. And let's never grow tired of trusting the promises of God and just knowing that God is there for us. He's not against us and that he's with us wherever we go. And let's never grow tired of that, never lose sight of God's goodness. And of course, we don't want to grow tired or weary of loving God and loving our neighbor in our everyday lives. Let's never grow tired of doing good to those around us. And so I just want to encourage you that as the scripture says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. We want to be active in our faith development, and that includes work, and we want to have a good work ethic. So let's be people who can serve one another, and we can do that through just simple acts of kindness and never grow old or never grow tired of doing that good and being a source of encouragement to those around us. And to really be with people when they're going through a dark time, to come alongside of them, never grow tired of doing that good and praying for those who are in need. Yes, prayer is work, and it's one of the mightiest forces that we have, power that we have, that we can call upon the Lord on behalf of others. Let's never grow tired of doing good. To God's glory and our joy. So as we close our Living Life devotional today, I just want to encourage you with those words that the Apostle Paul said, never tire of doing what is good. And one of the good that we do is prayer. And I like the way the Apostle Paul says in verse 16, he said, now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace. You see, he's praying for them. And I want to pray for you. I mean, I want you to have peace. Whether or not, say, your candidate wins an election or whether or not a test comes back from the doctor being negative or positive or whether or not it's sunshiny outside or whether it's stormy. I mean, there's so many different circumstances that we will have to face. And I ask that God would give you peace. 
And so, you know, it's like with a telescope, we use a telescope to extend and expand our, our sight. And we can use a phone to extend and expand our voice. Well, we can use prayer to extend our love for one another and doing good. So let's be a people of prayer. So let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, I do want to pray for those that are watching this devotional, that Lord, you would give them peace, a peace that surpasses understanding. Lord, with whatever circumstance they're in, that Lord, you would come alongside of them, comforting them, Lord, reassuring them of your love for them. So Lord, we thank you for the fact that you are a God who hears our prayers. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Sing your soul, let your heart all stepping in closer. See you.